What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Almighty Podcast. This is Mike Atkins from NerdsOnEarth.com, and as always, I am joined by... Adam from the Back Patio Network. And we are doing something entirely different tonight. Um, this has been a full-on pedal-to-the-metal month for the AMP. We haven't had this much production in a month since we were we little podcasters uh, back, what, over two, over a year ago for sure. Maybe almost two. two. Almost, yeah. Um, and we, we have enjoyed that. It's generated an awful lot of discussion in the Discord. And we said early on uh, this month that we were trying to blitz through the final performance arc, get to a good stopping point in Vigilantes, because we were super stoked about Season 5. And then we want to do something different uh, to kind of celebrate its arrival here. And this is what we've landed upon, what we're calling MHA 3K, which is a, a play on Mystery Science Theater, or MST 3K. So it's going to be more like a commentary track. Uh, we're assuming that you're watching this episode with us as we begin our commentary. We'll tell you, all right, we're click and play and that kind of thing. Um, if if you're not, feel free to just skip right on over episode 74 of the AMP, pick up with episode 75, because that will be our standard format wherein we will cover episodes one and two of season five, just like we normally do in the format that you know and love. So that's that's my quick spiel for how tonight is going to work. Did I miss anything? No, I think that sounded pretty good. All right. So Adam and I are going to be watching this in a, a watch party format. We'll let you know when commercials are hitting. Just in case you don't have those, you can hit pause. We're going to talk over um, any kind of commercial breaks. That'll give us a little bit more space during the uh, course of this episode to kind of unpack some of the things that we're saying. And uh, then when when the credits roll, or I guess even after the post credits end, we'll have another minute or two of conversation before we wrap this thing up. Absolutely. And full disclosure, we both have seen this episode at least once. So, you know, if you want to watch it once without us, we totally understand. Yes. And another full disclosure, this is going to be a raw episode for us, meaning no edits whatsoever. You're just, we're, we're not, it, it would be hard for us to make any kind of edits and then also have our commentary match up with the episode as we view it and as we hope you're viewing it. So there's going to be, you know, possibly some awkward silences and who knows, the squeaking of chairs and sneezes and things like that. Uh, because I, I'm allergic to the whole world right now. Um, <laughs> but we're we're going to do our best. I think it's going to be fun and different. And you know what? If you really like this format and you want us to do it again, uh, let us know. Like, reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know in the Discord that this is something that you enjoyed. We'll consider doing it uh, occasionally. I don't know that we can uh, really have the bandwidth in either one of our lives to do this for every single episode. But it could be a fun gimmick to pull out of the bag every now and then. I think so. I think so. After having our watch party with the last movie in Discord, it was pretty cool just hanging out and like talking about stuff with everybody while we watched. So hopefully it'll be kind of a similar experience. I'm hoping so too. Well, what do you say we kick off season five, episode one or episode 89 of My Hero Academia? And uh, let's get this commentary stack, uh, commentary track going. Let's do it. All right. So I am going to count down three, two, one, and then play three, two, one. I'm clicked play. Oh, and now there's another cut countdown. Awesome. It says watch, watch party, party starts, starts now. One. There we go. Oh, it's there we go. Now we're looking at the Funimation uh logos. So and they're all so pretty and bright and it was ah, so good hearing go. this bell for the first time again. Is this a thing that like that bell took place in the school frequently before? I, I don't think remember so. that. I felt like it did. 
I do love that the students are kind of, this is right after the big endeavor in, um, what do they call that Nomu? Not an elevated Nomu. Not a master Nomu. I don't know. He was a talking Nomu. Nomu. Ah, There was some sort of term. I don't remember what it is. But it picks up right after that fight, uh, which was a dope fight. In fact, it's 1,000% worth a rewatch. In in fact, I would consider it official AMP homework to go and rewatch the the last episode of season four and see all of what we're seeing again here. This is a little bit of a recap of how uh, the last season ended. Yeah, I like that they use the kids to kind of do some recapitulation here, too. It was nice. Look at you using my word. I know. My wife, all the time, I'll use that word now, and she's like, you only say that because Adkins taught it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is she wrong? No. (laughs) But I do feel smart when I say it. Yeah. Uh, I forgot how epic Hawks was. Like, whenever I saw the intro to this, I was just like, oh, man, he's such a cool character. Like, I can't wait to see more of him. I still think you like him about 10 times more than I do. I probably do. I don't know why. For some reason, I do really like Hawks. Something about him. Did you still feel that way at the end of this episode? Not to get too far ahead of ourselves as we're doing the commentary, but... Man, I don't know. I'm excited to see what that means. I mean, I didn't expect for for that scene. We'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Oh, man, this this fight is so cool. Oh, and uh, I I did take some time to do some some of the comparisons that we used to do back when we were watching the anime back in the year uh, 2020 sometime um, pre COVID probably even right. Yeah, I guess so. Man, vigilantes has carried us all the way through the pandemic practically. It really has. That's incredible to think about. But the uh, most of this episode is not contained in the manga. So what we're seeing now, uh, this, this uh, fight between Endeavor and the Nomu um, is the end of chapter 190, and then uh, the the last maybe 60 seconds total that aren't credits of this episode are also the tail end of 190 and a, just a sliver of the beginning of chapter 191 of the manga. Huh, okay. The rest of it, I mean, it's a, it's not like a recap episode. It's more like a, hey, we've, we haven't, you know, paraded these characters in front of you for a year so maybe you forgot what their quirks are because i I guess maybe they think that we're dumb or just don't care (laughs) yeah it kind of felt i didn't want to say like a filler episode but it did have this kind of like hey here's a catch-up in case you forgot kind of feel to it yeah i like kirishima talking about how or kaminari rather no it was kirishima talking about how manly endeavor was that's his thing he talks about the manliness of men I really like too that we left uh, Vigilantes off with Endeavor and we picked my hero back up with Endeavor. That was really cool. Not yeah, that we that planned that. Cool. It just kind of worked that way. I like this moment too where they ask, or Mineta actually asks Todoroki, you know, you can be proud of your dad, right? And normally, like to show how much Todoroki has changed over these seasons was like that used to draw instant anger and dismissiveness from Todoroki, but um, he actually responds positively. Yeah, I guess I can. I guess I can be proud of my dad for doing what he did. Yeah. I also was wondering the way they drew him in that scene, they only show the side of his face, the that side. The eyesight. I, I was wondering if there was a reason for that, you know? Yeah. I mean, not even a hint of red, I think. Yeah. So now Aizawa is saying that they need to start taking things more seriously now that they're licensed and can act uh, uh, in official capacities as heroes. Everybody except for, I think, Bakugo and Todoroki, do they still not have their licenses by now? Is that no, who you're yeah, saying? They, he's talking about how those two are still taking, like, provisional courses. Okay. So now they got this alarm. D- 
Do they just keep their uniforms in the classroom all the time? That seems terribly inefficient. I assume that they've got multiple copies of those uniforms. Like, I figure they probably have lockers in the classroom, and they pro- they probably have some in the dorm. Like, I would assume they've got them everywhere. Well, then it's even weirder, too, because they have to, they still have to go to a locker room to change. Yeah, they do grab their stuff and then go to a locker. It seems like they go to a locker yeah, room. That's what they're doing right now is we're getting the tried and true recap of how quirks came into the world a, f- a few changes uh, not only to the visuals but also to the to the words because i think previously when we got this recap it was uh midoriya saying this is the story of how i became the world's greatest hero um but he ends this one with by saying how we became heroes that's kind of cool i didn't pick up on that i might have talked over it they haven't shown him yet, but when Coda appears, it, he looks like a duck. Like, I don't know if they've changed his his outfit <laughs> yeah. or if I just never noticed it, but he absolutely just looks like a duck. The world's greatest heroes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, his mask makes him look like he has a duck bill for sure. Okay, let's talk about these opening credits. You're much bigger. You pay way more attention to the music in particular. So sure. do you have any strong opinions about this? Eh, it's okay. It's not my. It's not been my favorite. It's not bad. Although I really like the ending credits. I thought the ending credits were really cool. See, there he is. He looks like a duck. Yeah, totally looks like a duck. Uh, we just had a. Our church just did a cantata, which is like a choir. It's all musical service, uh, and the choir were made to wear these masks. Presumably, they're designed so that you can sing better. I don't know, but anyway, they make they made this whole choir look like a bunch of ducks because they stuck out <laughs> like that from their face too. That's funny. Yeah, the intro was okay. I, I felt like there was some, I don't know, weird, not weird moments, but it was just like the fact that all of these people are kind of here in the same scene there was sort is. of weird. Yeah. Shinso. I was so excited. He looks so much like Aizawa. Like, it seems like he's really trying to copy Aizawa. I mean, he's definitely got that, uh, that, what do they call it? Capture band or something that Aizawa uses? That the tool? Scarf, the, the like, yeah. And then we just have flashes of all of the heroes, literally. And then this seems to be hinting that we might get a showdown, like, um, of, uh, to, uh, not Todoroki, Midoriya and Shinso, round two. I'd be curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, this is going to be interesting for sure. Or if it plays out at all. Maybe they're just teasing me. But if there's not a bunch of Shinso in this, so now we're at commercial, or at least I am. Cool. So it's totally paused for me. Uh, so okay. just let us know when we're back from that commercial break, I guess. Yeah. So there's got to be a lot of Shinso in this in this season. Right? They've emphasized like, him a lot, it seems like. Okay, we're back. All Hands on Deck Class 1A is the name. And uh, we're, we're picking back up. They're on ground beta because that's where the villains are. Another thought that I had was, how do you think Class B felt that this alarm goes off in the whole school and they're like, hey guys, we just want Class A. You Class 1B schmucks, you stay, you keep your seats. That's a really good question. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> there, I mean, Class 1B already has a significant inferiority complex against Class 1A. Well, I not, think that this season maybe is going to start changing that. I was going to say, they're not nearly as prepared, so... But they just haven't had as many experiences. Like sure. they haven't been directly. They haven't been as com- targeted. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I expected them to be the villains before. Where it's revealed, it's the big three. Yeah. Uh, I for some reason I was like, well, of course it makes sense that they would put one B against one A. Well, and I think that is something that I've heard takes place in this season. It's a big 
class 1A versus 1B something. Um, and so I, I thought the same thing too. Look at all those eyes. I counted them. There are 23. That's crazy. Not including like the two in his face. So something uh, Hannah and I noticed whenever we were watching uh, this episode, I guess it was last night, uh, all of the males heroes, like whenever they do their quirk and intros, it's almost always from like a front angle where they, they look like really, you know, like posing the hero style, I guess. But all of the females are almost always these weird down upward shots like they're looking up their skirts. Huh. Almost all, every single one of them. What does Mina and Hagakure whack those two boys with in that? They look like giant tuna cans. Yeah, something. What? What? What were those? And of course, it, she uh, they get bonked. It's Mineta and uh, Kaminari because Momo is generating a like a a cart from yeah. her chest. And this is pretty dope. Who was it that in uh, the the second movie? It was Midoriya, Ochako, and who that did the the fun tube transportation? This is like a step up from that. Who was with Midoriya and uh, uh, Ochako when they did that? I'm Midori trying to remember. Was who it Jiro? Maybe. I like that Bakugo grabs uh, Kaminari. Just doesn't give him a chance. Yeah, and they they're gone for a long time in this episode. Yeah. But when they come back, it oh, is it's so, so freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I great. love here too. Ingenium just throws the heroes like they're totally not ready to come out of this card. Todoroki about to flex, son. He also visualizes his dad in a positive light right before he does this here. Yeah. With the hand raised. So again, you see that he's come quite a bit. Or quite, he's come quite far. And they seem to be communicating on cell phones. Have you noticed that? Yeah. That seems wildly inefficient. Mirio being the one they had to rescue had me cracking oh, yes. up. Oh man, it's so funny. I was wondering who um who the villain was. Uh and of course when I first watched this, I assumed it would just be one other person. Um, but we we find out that that's not the case. But he is definitely enjoying himself way yeah. too much. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun playing the the person that needs to be rescued. And this show doesn't make me laugh out loud very often, but in a couple minutes when um when that blast is generated and he falls off the bridge, he takes that little like soccer dive. <laughs> yeah. I freaking lost it laughing. It was so well done. Sun Eater had me cracking up. Oh yeah, he's great. What is it that you want, villain? I just want to go home. Yeah. Tells the truth. Okay, so I want to talk about this in our episode later, but I want to plant this uh this seed in your brain. This is like a recreation of the fastball special from Marvel comics where Colossus is throwing Wolverine. Now you have Tokoyami throwing Mineta and Sato throwing uh Sue. Yeah. So I came up with a couple of uh, names for them, for those particular pairings as substitutes for uh fastball special. So oh, think about cool. that. Okay. I like that we're seeing Mineta use his quirk in a like efficient way or an effective way. See? You know what I mean? Cell phones. That, that makes no sense. What was Especially really in a have, minute like, when sort of like they tell they tell system? the recon squad we need to stay. I'm like, why? Nobody's on their cell phone anymore. Who are you talking to? I mean, I it makes sense to some extent. Like, I guess they probably could use a comm system or something. They they need Bluetooth headsets. Their cell phones are fine. Yeah. It's just that they need headsets. Something hands free for sure. I love this too. That this is totally a planned combo move between the three of these folks: Mina, Sero, and Ochako. Yeah. As they say, we're going to do that thing that we were talking about before. It's pretty awesome. 
Well, they teamed up pretty quickly, like at the very beginning of this episode, they knew who they needed to be with to be able to accomplish what they needed to get done, really. You know, like it, it seems like they've been training with the right groups of people. Yeah. So here, Mina is making essentially a fire break, which is super smart. Yeah. And that they had pl- like that they had gotten together and coordinated this. This move specifically is really cool to me. And then it looks like um, Aoyama does effectively nothing that he's just appearing to participate only nominally by blasting indiscriminately into the fire, but he ends up <laughs> causing a building to collapse and snuff it out. So he, he did a good. He did a good, but it did look like he was just shotgunning into the fire at first. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I want to do something too. I like that. Uh, Ida is just kind of there for emotional support half the time. Like he's the team leader. He's just the guy that's like, go do these things. But he, he just kind of got them there, you know? Yeah. Here we're back to the recon squad. Jiro's telling everybody to be quiet. Cause she thinks that she can hear some, other villains approaching. Actually, she just says something is drawing near, um, and it turns out to be Najire Hado. And she has some of that same capture tape, it looks like. Oh, yeah, she does. I like how she says, though, too, there are villains still around, so she kind of teases that it ain't just her. Right. That and she's wearing a number one on her shirt, and uh, Hamajiki's wearing a two. I didn't even catch that. You're right. Now, what would have been really funny is if they had, and I'll tell a story that is related to this later, but if uh, Najire wore a one and Amajiki wore a three, and then they'd be like, well, where the hell's number two? Yeah, that would have been good. Play some mind games. I love this, too. <laughs> Amajiki just walks he, off. <laughs> well, he goes back to imagining them as, because I, I had in my notes that he just straight up walks out and introduces himself, announces himself. I'm back on, com- oh, nope, I'm back from commercial. That was fast. There was a spot for a commercial. Yeah, they there just was. teased me. Yeah. But the the him imagining him as a potatoes is a good callback to the first time that we met him. Also like the fact that he's barefoot. So he can turn into like, I guess, chicken claws. Yeah. Yeah, this is like his standard loadout. Um the clam hands, chicken feet, uh the wings, uh the octopus tentacles. I think that's his his standard fare. I forgot that Mina's code name was Pinky, and so it kept throwing me off. I was like, what? Who? Because everyone just refers to her as Mina. This is weird, too, because there's no way that those three were close enough to hear her say, nobody move. And but she immediately is upset when they do. Yeah. She's like, you I just said, don't move. I'm like, they're a mile away from you. (laughs) How are they to be held responsible for that? Jeez, Otto is so powerful. Here comes the dive. Oh, no. <laughs> God, this is so Mirio. stinking funny. He's like, oh, no, I fell. Oh, my gosh. The way that that was staged is so perfect. Yeah. It's one of my favorite comedic moments of this entire series so far. And then, of course, Manetta's like, These guys, this guy's doing it on purpose, isn't he? Well, so I mean, good. it totally makes sense. They took their eyes off the prize. Like, they should have been watching him. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, pretend to stumble. He puts his arms up in the air and just falls back. Man. Yeah. It's so dang funny. So now they we got recon folks. This wasn't something I had, had considered on. before that, you know, Jiro would have problems with like basically feedback. Yeah. Just being able to discern, I guess, from a bunch of different noises. Yeah. But this is, she's like, Hey, maybe we need to go lend a hand. And Shoji says no. And I'm like, why? Nobody's on their phones right now. How are you? What, what's the point? How are they communicating? They definitely need to fix that. 
Um, Ajiki just wants to go home, and they're all like, all right, then just go home. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, but Njiri and Mirio will be all mad at me if I do. I really assumed that there was probably a teacher that was like, all right, you know, you guys have got to do this for us, you know. <laughs> and now Mirio's face is just spinning like a top down the water. It's so funny. So clam hands, wings, octopus tentacles, chicken feet. His quirk is so that, cool. It is. Although I got to say, like, I don't feel like anyone in the U.S. would be able to have this quirk because they just have like crazy like McDonald's stuff coming out of their face or something. You know what I mean? Like it would just be <laughs> yeah. fast food centric. <laughs> uh, this is this is really smart play, too, because Ochako caused Mina to float. So now she causes her not to float. She cancels their the float quirk. Hagakure just does the solar flare. Yeah, that's what that is, really. I mean. And warp refraction um, is actually it's it's warp refraction. Say cheese is what she says, and that the say cheese part is actually there in the Japanese name for that particular super move. Like it's part of the actual name. And then Ojiro man, Dude, he comes work in, in. No joke, like he comes in out of nowhere and is just wrecking face. I had this thought when I was watching this. In any other anime, he'd be a Pokemon. <laughs> You're probably right. Like I just feel like he or he, a summons something like that. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't uh he doesn't hang for very long before he gets tentacled, but it's not that kind of anime. <laughs> but it, apparently this is all going exactly to Deku's plan, except for this bit right here. I can't believe Deku didn't follow through on this. This felt like so out of character for me. Like I feel like he's always the one that's that's like thinking ahead and being like, Okay, let's take these out, you know, like these are villains. He even when they're in training, he treats it like it's real. So it seemed weird that he didn't hear. Yeah, I'm a jiki. He's about to set him straight, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, no mercy. Just chicken kicks him right in the chest. <laughs> chicken kicks him. I'm a jiki taking some notes from uh, Ida back in the uh, Heroes versus Villains exercise. Oh, yeah. Just, just totally leaning into the villains. <sighs> this is okay. so cool. Yes, it's so <laughs> awesome. Red Riot like just gets blasted Amajiki, from the car by Bakugo. Amajiki was just like, oh, crap, he's here. Like, okay, I'm quitting for sure now because he's seen yeah. him fight. He knows what he's up to. Like, he, he knows what he can, he can get down with. It's crazy. Ah, oh, man. Kirishima drinking that Kool-Aid, man. Here he comes, the star of the show, as if he's introducing Bakugo, which he is. But I'm like, man, that whole extras and he's the star of his own sitcom thing. That's that's Bakugo's thing. You don't need to jump on that bandwagon. Kaminari biting down on those cables. Like, it looks like they got Kaminari to hijack a car. Yeah, they did. They had him boost that car. Yeah. That's what they were walking towards last time we saw him. So he, he, uh, Bakugo comes straight at Amajiki and Amajiki, Amajiki totally caves. And this just pisses Bakugo off because he thinks that Amajiki pulled his punch and is having flashbacks to Todoroki doing the same thing in the sports festival. And that, that is, doesn't count as a win if he's not being contested in the way that he prefers. So he gets all ticked here at, uh, I still don't understand if Sue can taste, why has she, Refuse to let Mirio out of her little tongue. Maybe he tastes good. Lashing. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be canon from now on. Oh, Bakugo, man. He goes a little too far here. Yeah, I mean, he literally blows up, like, everyone. Because, I mean, the last thing we see is all of them walking out of the smoke. Yeah. And this blast is so strong that it floofs all of their hair up. 
So he takes the exact opposite. Like, if you're thinking about this combat as a pendulum, Ojiro's combat against Amajiki in the middle, Bakugo's withholding his punch on the far right, and then you have, or uh, not, Midoriya withholding his punch far right. Bakugo screaming die and literally pulling the pin on one of his grenade hands in his face far left. Like, yeah, we, we see both extremes there. All right. So now we're at the post credits and you are the uh, credits. So what, what was it you were saying about this part? I just liked it. It was cool. Like the song's upbeat. It's fine. The song's okay. Whatever. But the animation itself is cool. It's just our heroes. Like our, these people that we've been watching in their day to day. Like I just thought it was neat. Look at Sarah. He's like dressed up like in just, like going out like they're gonna go hang out on a friday night or something yeah this is just them chumming it up in the dorm rooms and i just thought some of these there was actually i think it's at the end of the credits there is a hidden smash volume i was gonna see if you had noticed it no wait where you'll see i'll I'll point it out when it pops up oh in this in this part in Uh the credits yeah no i must have missed that i thought the supermarket scene was pretty funny too because if i remember correctly uh I like that Coda and Sh- uh, what's his name uh, Sato. Sato, like th- they just like huge in these pictures. That was something I thought. Like I was Tokoyami gonna... getting his apple. Yeah, I was going to mention favorite. this earlier. Something I noticed, like throughout this episode, it seemed like all the characters look shorter than they should have. Like there were several panels yeah. where they like are walking next to a door, oh, man. and it looked like they man, were shorter we than could, they should be. We could do like a whole episode on just the stuff in the supermarket. Oh yeah, for I saw, sure. Like thirty things just then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I loved the int- uh, the in- uh, outro for this because there was just so much hidden stuff in here. Fat gun crisps and oh, there they are again. Here's oh, the there, smash. You talking about that? Yeah. All right. So now we're going back to the hospital. I assume that this is another high security hospital. Surely, right? Uh, I don't know. I hadn't considered. I assume that Endeavor doesn't need security. I mean, normally, maybe not. Do you think Endeavor in would ever state, a- accept security of any kind? Okay, here's another question, too. So we know that he can control his flames, beard, all over his body. They're off right now in this scene. Yeah. But his costume, like the fabric still looks like it's got fire effects. What is that? I, I just assumed that was part of his costume. But how? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's a world with quirks. <laughs> There's probably a quirk person out there that can sew things like that. (laughs) Sew fire into the fabric? Yeah. Plus, where's his extinguishing squad? I was assuming he didn't need them now, because, I mean, this has got to be five to ten years in the future from where we left off, so he's probably just gotten better with his quirk. Yeah, a few years, that's true. And this was an unexpected fight. Remember, he didn't expect to fight anybody. He was just going to meet up with uh, Hawks, so it's not like like he was going out on an actual call. So now Dobby's on the scene. This is cool. And we had talked about in episode 42 of the AMP that there's a fan theory floating around that Dobby is uh, related to Endeavor one way or another. And this is the so, first time I think we've seen in the anime where they've seen each other. So I don't know. I'm interested in seeing yes. if, we, if that plays out in this season or not. Uh, you would have thought his reaction there might have been a little bit heavier. Yeah. If he well, recognizes this, him, this is what yeah. blew my mind, though. I was like, okay, why is Hawks talking to Dobby? Like, is it possible <sighs> you think that Hawks might be the traitor that they were talking about all those seasons ago? Or I have some theories about that, but I'm going to save them for when we have more time to talk about them. Okay, okay. So, I, man, uh, I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Because I'm not sold so that this... he's actually, like, 
you know, a traitor, like he or that he's working with Dobby. He may have just met up with him for some reason or another. He could be a double agent. We don't know yet. That's what I think. I mean, that's the long and short of what I think. Yeah. Is he's 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 being he, and I think some of the preview images make me think that. Same here. Yeah. Like, there's just a part of me that can't believe that Hawks is going to be a uh, a villain. I don't know. But that's it. <sighs> so that was the that was uh episode one of season five. Yeah, and we do know um, that Dobby, like in the second movie, Dobby sees Endeavor, but we, we've been told by, I think it's, her name is Queen something, Queens, um, in the Discord. Sorry, I'm totally forgetting your name and I don't have the Discord open. Um, but they have come at, into the Discord and said that movie takes place like way further out um, it, than the anime canon is, than even we had anticipated. Like we thought that maybe it took six place. or something? Yeah, and they, uh, I think they were saying that the next movie the the one that's due out a little bit later uh this year takes out or takes place even further out you know that that we i think we had thought that the the second movie took place after the fourth season which hadn't wrapped yet and so it was uh, in the future it was past where the anime was but not that far out right um but anyway so we know that dobby bumps into endeavor a little bit later on uh in that that meetup maybe gets colored a little differently after the events that, that are about to unfold in the, during the course of this season, because that the way that Dobby introduced himself and spoke of and to Endeavor definitely smacked of, well, this is the first time that we've seen each other or in the very least, this is if you're playing into the, you know, the, the fan theory, this is the first time that you think we've seen each other or the um, first time you've seen me this way. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can't imagine Dobby always looked like that. He's clearly cut away half of his skin, so yeah. So maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to settle that particular theory that we had. What forty two would have been a long time ago for us. Yeah, um, that would have been. That was so, easily that one, last year. I mean, easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and that was a really fun episode. Maybe maybe by the end of this season we'll be able to do another one where there are some new theories. But we're at a point now too where the manga is just so far outstripped the anime that it's hard to produce theories without somebody being able to say nah like and here's here's the resolution of that one yeah way or the other. yeah it's really difficult too because you can't even really look up the fun fan theories anymore because the they've been resolved so many of them have been so if you look them up you're going to get spoilers of like well here's the actual resolution in the manga which is fine if you're if you're reading along but if you want to stay spoiler free it's hard to uh hard to do that anymore yeah like i'm confident that dobby one has been sp- addressed one way or the other this deep into the manga but that's not where we are and that's another thing i'm really excited to uh return to is reading the manga further um because we we're reading that manga or at least i was i mean now that you have the shonen jump app i imagine you could be doing the same Yeah, i might catch Um, up i've been considering reading it uh just because i i actually haven't read the manga yeah so now that i've got an episode well and this episode doesn't really let you read past where we were really still Um, but yeah Episode two should maybe we can uh, get get past um, chapter one ninety after a, a year's time after all. Well, but that's all we got. Let's go wrap it for this episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was a little little hard because I was having to read along, but I feel like we had a good time. I enjoyed watching it with you, man. I, I can't wait to do another episode like this. If you guys enjoyed yeah. it, let us know. We can do more. And there was a lot of things that we we didn't have time to talk about because we were doing this in real time effectively. Um, but all of the holes, the gaps, the, the depth that we, we couldn't effectively, uh, communicate in, uh, during the course of the episode, we will cover in episode 75. That's going to be standard format, two episodes, 
as deep as we can take it for an hour. Um, so if you feel like, well, we just glazed over something, tune back into 75, see if we still skipped over something that you really appreciated or, or wanted to bring to our attention. Uh, and then we'll talk about it in Discord and on Twitter and all these cool spaces. So Absolutely. And we were planning on releasing this like here in a couple minutes. So hopefully you guys are getting it tonight. Uh, you may get it Wednesday morning, which would be the 31st. We're recording again on the 6th, which means we will have another drop on Monday the 12th. So we'll see you guys for Almighty Monday on the 12th. We'll see you then, guys. Almighty Podcast is brought to you by the Back Patio Network. You can follow us on Twitter at AlmightyPod or follow at BackPatioNet for all network news. If you enjoyed what you heard, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash network. You can help support the network, get access to early episodes, and lots of other great stuff. If you want to get to know us, come hang out in our Discord channel. We have lots of fun and would love to have you in there. My name is Adam, and you can follow me on Twitter at TheRealSimso, S-I-M-S-O.